0: Thank you.
1: hear that music your first impulse might be to uh, call a piano tuner or wonder why he's performing that piece on a saloon piano but actually from a mathematical point of view that piano is perfectly in tune that was terry riley performing his premonition rag off of the harp of new albion album welcome to relevant tones my name is seth bosted and the subject of today's show is just intonation a different tuning system that composers have been attracted to for quite some time I was thinking about Just Intonation recently because I had the wonderful opportunity to interview cellist Maya Beiser in advance of her new CD, Time Loops, which is the music of Michael Harrison. And every piece on that CD has been composed using Just Intonation. And we're going to be able to feature that interview on an upcoming Relevant Tones show. But I thought first it might be a nice idea to do a preliminary show on just what the heck Just Intonation is. So what is just intonation for our listeners who are not acousticians or, or mathematicians or who study the science of sound? Just intonation is one of many ways of dividing up the frequency spectrum so that we can tune our instruments to specific pitches. We here in the Western Hemisphere use equal temperament. We've been using that really since uh, since Bach made a very persuasive argument in his The Well-Tempered Clavier. The strength of equal temperament tuning is that you can transpose a song from one key into any other key, which is really great for singers and, and instruments with limited range, and also that you can modulate. So the Mozart sonata can start off in C major and modulate to G. It'll play the exact same theme it did in C, but now a fifth higher in the key of G. And what that is is you, you're dividing the octave from, say, C to C an octave higher into 12 exactly equal steps, which we call our 12-tone chromatic scale. However, when you do that, the strength is you have 12 equal steps. The weakness is not all of those intervals, starting from the fundamental pitch, are going to be exactly in tune, nor are they exactly the mathematical ratios that should comprise a sixth or a seventh. The fifth is pretty much pure because that's a mathematically pure interval, but some of the other ones are actually, um, mathematically speaking, out of tune. But we've become so used to them that we think just intonation sounds out of tune. With just intonation, however, the emphasis is not upon dividing the octave up into equal steps, but more on mathematically pure ratios. So you pick your starting pitch, it can be C or G, D, B, whatever you want it to be, and then you derive the other pitches in the series using mathematically pure ratios. The strength of this tuning system is that you're going to get much more resonant, Sounds, you're going to get uh, a whole lot more emphasis on the harmonics and overtones, which gives a richer sound. Uh, You can't transpose like you can in equal temperament tuning, but um, a lot of composers feel it's a more pure sound. Thousands of years ago, when musicians were tuning in just intonation, they would use the pitches that they could divide up on a string. They would take a string, and if you divide it in half, you get a two-to-one ratio. You get an octave each half is an octave higher than the initial string. If you divide it up into thirds, you get a three to two ratio, and each one is higher, a fifth higher than the original string, and so forth and so on. And obviously, you can only divide the string so many ways before you, you run out of fingers to, uh, to divide the string. So in the old days, a lot of the just intonation pieces, um, they don't sound so, so far off because they're not too far along the harmonic series. Nowadays, though, with computers and uh, with synthesizers, composers can go way down the list of partials, and they can get some really funky 32-33 ratios, and and it's going to sound increasingly out of tune to our ears here in the West. On the program today, we're going to listen to composers who have done both. I do want to feature a track from Maya Beiser's CD. We're going to play the whole CD, of course, on an upcoming program. And this is um, an example of the former, where the harmonic series is not so strange to our ears. Let's have a listen to Maya performing Just Ancient Loop's The Second Movement Chorale by composer Michael Harrison. That was cellist Maya Beiser performing Just Ancient Loops, the second movement, Chorale, by composer Michael Harrison. And that's from a new CD of hers that will come out October 30th. And we're going to have a great interview with Maya and feature that CD on an upcoming Relevant Tones episode. So do stay tuned for that. We're featuring Just Intonation today on Relevant Tones. And I was talking about how it can sound relatively similar to the tuning system that we're used to. Or it can not. Let's have an example of the latter. We're going to return to Terry Riley's wonderful disc, The Harp of New Albion. This is himself performing on a piano he's had specially tuned into the just intonation system. What's your track four, Cadence on the Wind? that was Terry Riley performing Terry Riley from his disc, The Harp of New Albion, track four, Cadence on the Wind. And again, he's using a piano that's been specially tuned in the just intonation tuning system. I'm going to turn now to uh, one of the early pioneers in the just intonation system, composer Lou Harrison, who was interested in, in just intonation early on. Uh, For the same reasons that most people are, the purity of sound, uh, the sort of mathematical comfort (laughs) that it lends, and those wonderful harmonics that you can get. But also, in Lou Harrison's case, uh, he's very influenced by music of the Far East, and the, uh, the just intonation, or Pythagorean tuning, as it's often called, is very popular in the Far East. And so it's a very natural idea for him to use just intonation. Let's have a listen to his Serenade for Guitar, performed by David Tannenbaum. David Tannenbaum performing Serenade for Guitar by Lou Harrison, another example of a piece in just intonation. Again, that's going to sound, some of those intervals are going to sound very strange to us, but um, that's only because we've been inculcated in this equal temperament tuning system. Most of us, really, to the point where we we take it as gospel and it never even occurs to us that there are other tunings uh, possible, but equal temperament is only one of, of very many tunings. Very prevalent, of course, in the West, but if you're fortunate enough to ever travel to the East, you're going to hear a lot of music that sounds like that, that music that we call microtonal, but um, that to them is absolutely tonal. Lou Harrison was a composer who had an influence on so many other composers, one of whom is John Adams, who wrote a piece called The Dharma at Big Sewer, and the second movement of that piece, A New Day, is uh, an homage to Lou Harrison, and so Adams decided to write it in just intonation. And um, I'm going to read a little bit from the liner notes uh, that Adams wrote for the CD. He had heard a violinist Tracy Silverman play at a jazz club in Oakland, California. And uh, it was a, quite a moment for Adams to hear this, this gifted violinist play. He says, when I listened to Tracy play, I was reminded that in almost all cultures other than the European classical one, the real meaning of the music is in between the notes. The slide, the portamento, the blue note, all are essential to the emotional expression, whether it's a great Indian master improvising on a raga or whether it's Jimi Hendrix or Johnny Hodges bending a blue note right down to the floor. Classical Western music, from Bach to the present, is dominated by the discrete 12 tones of the equal-tempered scale, those seven white keys and five black keys so iconically imprinted on our consciousness. Uh, I love that because it's absolutely true, and and we teach children that this is the way that music is, and yet it's only the way that music is here. So when Adams set about to write A New Day, the second movement of the Dharma at Big Sur, He wanted to do just intonation, and he decided to make it a violin concerto with Tracy Silverman on violin. Most of the orchestra is tuned normally, only because the uh, equal temperament system is actually hardwired into the instrument, and so they're not able to retune. Uh, But he's got the brass, he's got a lot of the strings, and certainly the soloist in just intonation. Let's have a listen to the BBC Symphony Orchestra, Tracy Silverman electric violin, John Adams conducting A New Day from the Dharma at Big Sur. fantastic piece i really uh love that i had no idea that john adams had done a uh, piece in just intonation until doing research for this show and uh the, the violin playing by tracy silverman is just absolutely fantastic tracy silverman was joined there by the bbc symphony orchestra with john adams conducting that was a new day the second movement of his the dharma at big sewer you're listening to relevant tones a show featuring the music of contemporary composers Today, the subject is just intonation, a tuning system used by, well, a good percentage of the world, but not so well known here in the West. If you'd like to find out more information, you can look at our Facebook page or find us online at relevanttones.com. Well, there we had a composer paying homage to another composer. Let's turn now to a composer and then the music of one of his students. Ben Johnston is a composer who was very interested in alternate tunings and certainly in the just intonation system. But for any composer in the Western Hemisphere to want to write in just intonation, there's going to be a a problem, and that's that the instruments as I said earlier, are hardwired to play equal temperament. And the the performers have been taught to to hear that way. All of our ear training classes are based on those intervals and to play their instruments that way. And so it can be very difficult to figure out how to notate when you're writing in just intonation, especially when you get into clarinet and other instruments that can't easily retune. And Ben Johnston has a very interesting way of handling this problem. He writes what he wants to hear, and then he puts pluses and minuses above the note, meaning that he wants you to, to bend up or down microtonally from the pitch that's notated let's listen now to his trio which is for clarinet violin and cello this is a very famous piece and it's another example of a piece that's uh, not so so far away from our equal temperament tuning so you'll have to listen real carefully to catch the alternate tuning let's have a listen to Musica amici performed trio by composer ben johnston Musica Amici performs Trio by composer Ben Johnston. Well, there, like I said, th- th- you can hear it. You can definitely hear it if you listen. It's not quite our, our tuning system there, but the just intonation is not necessarily the uh, the most salient feature of the piece. I think the piece uh, would work in any tuning system. It's a very nice piece. It's got all kinds of Western development ideas and, and uh, you know motive and themes and, and development. Um, so the just intonation there is not the central feature of the piece, but um, simply, I guess, an added spice, if you will. Probably the best-known pupil of Ben Johnston is composer and prolific writer Kyle Gann. And this is a composer who is very drawn to just intonation and is someone that uses the sequencer and the computer to um, to go uh, really far out, like I was saying in the beginning of the show. You know, The further you go down the, the harmonic series and into these ratios, the, uh, the more out of tune, so to speak, the notes are going to sound for us. And so Gann is very well known for using a synthesizer to produce a lot of those very interesting sonic qualities. He also has a, a wonderful website in which he explains all about just intonation, why he uh, writes in just intonation. He's got some really great reasons for that, how to uh, tune an instrument in just intonation. It's a really fantastic resource, and that's Kyle Gann, G-A-N-N com. Let's have a listen to his Fugitive Objects. This is an electronic piece that he wrote using a piano sound with a whole lot of reverb on it, tuned in just intonation. And if you're interested, you can go to his website and he'll tell you the exact ratios <laughs> that he used. So if you're a mathy person, that's a great resource for you. Let's have a listen now to Fugitive Objects by Kyle Gann. Thank you. An electronic piece called Fugitive Objects by composer and writer Kyle Gann, using uh, some pretty interesting ratios there. Again, every just intonation piece starts with a 1-1 ratio. That's the fundamental. And where it goes from there is entirely up to the composer. They can use a lot of different kinds of ratios to get the, the sound that they want. It can sound very, very similar to our equal temperament, or in that case, pretty far away from it. The last composer that we're going to listen to today is Martin Bresnik, who is very much interested in just the pure sound quality of just intonation. We're going to hear the second movement of his great piece, Everything Must Go, written for saxophone quartet, and it'll be performed for us by the Prism Quartet. Let's have a listen.
0: (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
1: Everything must go, and does, as in these three movements, now going, now gone. That's a poem by Martin Bresnick to describe this piece, Everything Must Go, of which we heard the second movement performed by the Prism Saxophone Quartet. That second movement is also an in memoriam to composer Georgi Ligeti, another composer who worked in the just intonation system. You've been listening to Relevant Tones, and today's subject has been just intonation, a tuning system that is used all around the world, but is a little bit new perhaps over here in the Western Hemisphere, and certainly something that composers have been very inspired by. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this music as much as I've enjoyed playing it. And remember that what we take for granted as the end-all be-all, our equal temperament tuning system is not, in fact, the end-all be-all. There are lots of other ways to tune our instruments and to divide up those frequency ratios. As I said, the Bresnik piece that we heard was an in-memoriam to composer Gheorghi Ligeti. We have just a little bit of time left in the program, and so I want to hear an excerpt of a piece by Ligeti that's also using the just intonation system. This is a little bit of his Passacaglia Ungeresi, performed for us by Rinaldo Alessandrini on the harpsichord. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT. For more information about the program and the artists we've featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bosted, and thank you very much for listening.